Today, we're going to discuss creating the intro and outro for your podcast. We'll go over some things to say in your intro, some things to say in your outro, and places that you can get podcast music as background music for your intros and outros. We're going to go over creating your intros and outros for your podcast. Now, there are two options that you can do when creating your podcast intro and outro. You can hire somebody to create it for you, or you can create it yourself. Now, if you're hiring someone to create it for you, a pro of this is it helps to build credibility. You're going to get something that sounds really nice and may set your podcast apart from all the people that are doing it themselves. But it can be a little pricey depending on where you need to go to get that done. Now, if you create it yourself, you can save some money and really get creative with it. Plus, it'll be consistent with your energy and voice because you're the one doing it. But a con of this, maybe it's not as high quality as a professional studio might do. Now, whether you desire to hire someone to do it or you just create this first one yourself, remember that you can always change it later. Um, Many podcasts change their um, intros and outros as they evolve as a show. So in your intros and outros, you really want them to be 30 seconds or less. You don't want them taking up a whole lot of time because people really want to get to the content. So they should be 30 seconds or less, should be catchy, memorable, and do a few specific things. One thing to keep in mind is to make sure that the music does not overpower the spoken word of your intros and outros. You want people to hear you, especially if you're creating it yourself, hear your voice, hear your energy, and you don't want the music just blasting in their ears. Now for the outro, the outro is very, very special because this is the very last thing that they're going to hear of your episode. And so you want them to take a specific action based on your goal of your podcast. And so some clear calls to action that people put at the end of their podcast. The first one is asking people to subscribe, rate, and review. This is, you know, really going to allow them to help boost your performance inside of iTunes and other podcast directories to get your show seen more. And a lot of people mention this at the end of their podcast. The second thing that you can be asking people to do is driving people to your site, to your funnels, to your offers. So oftentimes giving out a website link for them to go to if they want to consume you know, more content, if you have something special that you're giving them or you know, you have some new product or offer or service that you would like them to go get. Now, something to keep in mind here is you want to create really easy links that are easy to say and easy to remember. So make sure that they're short, that you're not giving out, you know, a hundred character link because people are often driving or, you know, running at the gym when they're listening to this. And so if it's not easy to remember, the odds of them actually going to that link later are pretty low for coming in listening. Let's talk about making an intro. Now, I definitely recommend having an intro. It's great for branding purposes, but there are a bunch of different ways you can approach it. And just to reiterate, this is your show. You can do whatever you want with the intro. You have quite a bit of freedom here. Now, as with any sort of presentation, whether it's a blog post, podcast, video, or even a live presentation, the best thing you can do at the beginning is to tell your listeners or readers what they're about to experience. This helps them understand what to expect and gives them something to look forward to. For a podcast episode, you can even include a little teaser of a show's content to get people intrigued about listening all the way through. If you haven't heard my podcast Evolve before, I start each episode with a voiceover saying, Hey you, welcome to Evolve, a show to help you become a hero and solve the world's greatest challenges. I'm your host Brandon Stover, founder of Plato University, and I interview social innovators, entrepreneurs, and thinkers about the global problems we face and the solutions they have created to solve them.
Then I spend about a minute going over what I'm going to talk about and who I have on the show as a guest for that episode. The next thing to think about when it comes to your intro is your music. Music can be a great way to set the mood and grab the listener right off the bat, but it also needs to be very careful. The last thing you want to do is get in trouble for using music you don't own and to which you don't have the rights to. The key here is to look for music that's royalty-free, which means you have the right to use it for any purpose. Now, there are different variations of royalty-free music, so whenever you find something you like, make sure you go over the terms and conditions on the site where you found it. You could even contact the support team of that site to make sure you're allowed to use the music for your show. It's definitely better to be safe than sorry. Some things to say inside of your intro when you're creating it is the very first thing is say hello to your audience, you know, welcome them to the show. Then give them like a rally call to them, you know, let them know that they are in the right place, that this podcast is for them. Give them a purpose to tune in. So, you know, let them know why they are here to listen to this show. And then give some sort of segue into the show, whether that's like, gets, let's get started or something like that, like I do at the beginning of this intro. Now let's talk about your outro. In addition to your intro, your outro is very important. And frankly, I see a lot of podcasters missing the ball on this one. Remember, your outro is the last thing people hear and remember when they're listening to you. So you need to really put it to good use. And how can you do that? You provide a call to action. It's as simple as that. Keep the engagement going. The listeners who have tuned in to you for their entire length of an episode are primed for you to tell them how to take the next step, whether that's to subscribe to your email list, purchase something, or even leave a review or subscribe, which is helpful for your rankings in iTunes. Whatever the call to action is, it's really important that you have it in there. Now, you can keep the call to action the same for every single episode if you want to, Or I actually recommend changing it up each time so that people who listen to other episodes have different options for how to follow up with you. Maybe they already subscribed to your email list or they haven't left your podcast a review yet. So make sure that you give them something new to do. Let's talk about some things to put inside of your outro. The very first thing that I like to do is say goodbye and thank them for listening. They could be listening to any other podcast in the world, but they're listening to this one. And so I want to thank them for doing that. Then I'm going to often say my call to actions, whether I want them to subscribe, rate, and review. If there's a website or an offer that I want them to go visit, I'm going to say that in the outro of my podcast. And then something really nice to help you build brand and the quality of your podcast is to end the show with some sort of tagline. And so in my Evolve podcast, I tell them to always keep evolving, my friends. And that ends every single show. It's consistent. It helps them know that, you know, the podcast episode has ended. Now let's quickly discuss some places that you can get free music for your podcast. As I noted before, you need to be really careful with the copyright laws on different pieces of music and understand which ones you can use and which ones you can't. So what kind of music can you use without getting into legal trouble? The first type is Creative Commons music. Creative Commons music allows artists to share their compositions with the world for free. Although the Creative Commons license comes in all varieties, they usually let you use a piece of music without getting permission as long as you give credit to the artist. Now, some Creative Commons licenses allow you for commercial use, but not all of them do. So be sure to read the terms of use carefully before using a specific song. The second one, as I mentioned before, is royalty-free music. As the name suggests, royalty-free music means you don't need to pay royalties to the artist every time you use it. Creative Commons music is royalty-free, but royalty-free music can also include any song you need to make a one-time payment for or have a subscription to use. 
Royalty-free music typically includes a lifetime license, while others are active only as long as you have a subscription from the service you found the track. And the last type of music that you could use is public domain music. Copyright on a song eventually expires, and when it does, the track enters the public domain where you can use it, however you see fit. A lot of older music like classics and old children's songs fall in the public domain. Also note, you could broadcast any music you get explicit written permission to use by someone authorized to do so. Obtaining the rights to popular songs is far out from the price range of most podcasters, but you can easily ask a musician friend or smaller bands and artists to use their track on your show as long as you have gotten their proper written permission to do so. Now, thankfully, there are a lot of excellent PodSafe music resources out there for creators. I'm going to quickly give you seven free options and three paid options. So the best places to get free podcast music are Pixabay, which is a copyright-free stock music by community of creators. The second one is YouTube's audio library, which has a huge selection of royalty-free music. The third one is, is Incompetech, which has a wide variety of tracks created by solo artist Kevin McLeod. The fourth is the Free Music Archive, which is an expansive free music library for podcasters. The fifth one is Muse Open, which has a ton of classical music tracks if you're looking for something more like that. And the sixth one is the CC Mixter, a community music remixing site. And the last one is 909 Music on SoundCloud. Now 909 Music offers a small but quality library of royalty-free music from a few different artists. Now free music sites are an excellent option for many creators, but some podcasters want to use highly original music listeners are unlikely to hear anywhere else. So there's a few paid resources that are great alternatives if you want something more extensive. The first one is stockmusic.com, where you can get a lifetime synchronization license, which means you are free to use the song on your podcast indefinitely. The next one is audiojungle.net. This marketplace has over 35,000 professional creators and thousands of royalty-free tracks starting at just $5 per song. And then the last one is Soundstripe. This platform is run by professional musicians and sound engineers that only accept the most exceptional music and sound effects. Today, we covered creating your intros and outros. We went over what you want to include in each of those, and then how to even get music that you can use in your podcast in both your intro and outro. Our activity today is to create your intro and outro. Remember some of the tips that I went over and create an intro and outro for your podcast. Thank you for listening to the Power to Podcast audio course. To get everything you need to make, market, and monetize your podcast, including tutorials, resources, templates, coaching, and even a private community of podcasters just like you, then visit powertopodcast.com and join today. This course was produced by Plato University, where students turn passions into purpose and learn skills to change the world. Learn more at plato.university.